0: Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Thank you for joining me again today as we get into Matthew chapter 25 verse by verse and we discuss probably one of the most controversial parts of the Word of God. What about the 10 virgins? Well, we'll find out today. Let's study together. For more
1: than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word
0: of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. I'm enjoying this teaching on Matthew chapter 24 and 25. It's all found in my book on understanding the end times because we I take Matthew 24 and 25, just deal with it in chronological order as it is written. And the reason why we know it's in chronological order is the word then. This will happen then at that time, and then at that time, and then that time. Then the second half of the tribulation begins, and then... These words are found in there to help us understand, if you want to know Matthew 24 and 25, well, don't just isolate scriptures and say, this means that. And one thing we've done with isolating scriptures as we've taken out of there, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And we make that and say, well, see, the rapture is compared to the days of Noah. Actually, no, if we did that, we would contrast the days of Noah with the rapture of the church because here's the event at the time of the uh, flood of Noah. After the flood was over, God removed all the sinners off the earth and left the believers. At the rapture of the church, all believers will be removed off the earth and sinners will be left for just a short time until more people are saved. But the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation to establish his kingdom on this earth at the battle of Armageddon, that's what the scripture means, as the days of Noah were, social also the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And B... In the days of Noah, the unbeliever was removed by the flood and believers were left in the ark at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Unbelievers will be taken off the earth and believers will be left on the earth so that they'll only be believers on the earth and they will begin to populate the earth just like Noah and his family did and repopulated the earth. So again, as the days of Noah were social, also the days of the coming of the Son of Man be. We completed chapter 24 Last time I was here. And now we're ready to go to chapter 25. But here's the point there's going to be three parables. We took up the first one, but there's three parables, one at the end of chapter 24 and two at the opening of chapter 25. And all three parables teach this same thing as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man. We had the faithful and wicked servants last time we were here in chapter 24, verses 46 through 51. And we found at that time, the faithful, those who accepted Jesus are left on the earth and the wicked servants that rejected Jesus Christ are removed and cast into the place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. today we're going to get into the ten virgins that after that we'll get into the three stewards and we will talk about the same thing in every case the wicked are removed and the righteous are left the exact opposite of the rapture but the exact same as the days of Noah were. So let's take a look at chapter 25 while you're finding chapter 25. And we're beginning in verses 1 through 13 on the 10 virgins. Let me say thank you for those who support the broadcast. You are really the ones that make all this possible. I have so much more I'm planning on teaching. I already have ideas coming, but you know what? I couldn't couldn't just suddenly get on and start doing this. It takes those who are cooperating with me, working with me. It takes those that are partners with me that stand beside me and help me to do this. You know what? Thank you for all that are, and thank you for those that want to be and are going to become partners with me. For those of you who've been wanting to for some time, would you join me. We're teaching the Word of God. I know you enjoy the Word of God, but I like to take it and make it applicable to the day we live in and take what seemingly is complicated and make it simple. And so today, if you'd like to join me, please go to my website, BobYandian.com. You'll find there a place on the website where you can become a partner with me, whatever God tells you to do, whatever you can afford at the time. If the Holy Spirit directs you, give as He directs you. And also, if He doesn't direct you, then give as you purpose in your heart. All I'm saying is, it does not demand that every person give the same amount, just equal sacrifices. That's what the Lord's looking for. Okay, let's take a look at chapter 25. In chapter 25, let's take a look beginning in verse 1, we'll talk about the 10 virgins. At the end of chapter 24, we talked about the uh, faithful and wicked servants, and we go from there, found out at the end of that, that the wicked were removed and the righteous were left on the earth. So will it be in chapter 25. Take a look with me here at the opening of these verses. The 10 virgins, in the opening verses here of chapter 25, then the kingdom of heaven will be likened unto 10 virgins who took their lamps, went out to meet the bridegroom. The bridegroom is now coming because Jesus Christ is coming to this earth and he's coming with his bride. This is found in chapter 19 of the book of Revelation. He will come back and we will come back with him as bride adorned for our husband. He's gonna be coming back with the bride. The bride will come back with the bridegroom. But here's all the friends on the earth that say they're believers and they wanna identify with Jesus. Some will be lying. Some will be not. Just as in the previous one, we had those that were wicked and those that were good. We now have 10 virgins. And so, of the 10 virgins, five are going to be unbelievers and five are going to be believers. I know what you're thinking, but they're all virgins. This will be religion covering the earth. But five will be true virgins for Jesus Christ, the other will be false virgins under the international uh, religion of the earth at that time. And they'll reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The difference between the five wise and the five foolish is oil, the Holy Spirit in the new birth. And five have the oil and five do not. They call themselves virgins. They call themselves religious. They call themselves servants of God, but only five of the true servants of God. This is the group that doesn't have it that Jesus will say on that day. They'll say to him, didn't we cast out devils, do works in your name? He'll say, I never do you? Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You say, but how could he say that to somebody cast out devils? Because they never said this one thing. We put our trust in you. They fell back on their works. And listen, you can cast out devils. It that doesn't make you Christian. When the when the Philippian jailer said, What must I do to be saved? He didn't say, Well, start casting out devils and doing good works. No, he didn't say that. He said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. They did not promote their faith in Jesus. They told him of their works, and works will not save you, but works are a great indication you're heavily religious, but heavily religious people will not go to heaven unless they've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Let's start that verse again. Verse 1, then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps, went out to meet the bridegroom. Jesus Christ is coming back as lightning from the east to the west. They all come out there and go, hey, we're all ready for you. In verse 2, five of them were wise, that's believers, and five were foolish, unbelievers, as it was in the days of Noah. Here comes judgment on the earth, our believers and unbelievers. Guess who's going to be removed? The unbelievers will be removed and the believers will be left. Verse 3, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. The oil is the Holy Spirit in the new birth, a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In other words, if they took it in their lamps, their lamps will not burn, but for a quick second, because there's no oil to keep it going. They're going to actually light it for a second, but it's going to go out because there's no oil. It's like the wick starts to burn, nothing there to keep it going. Verse three, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels. This is the presence of the Holy Spirit living in you with their lamps. While the bridegroom waited, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Notice this: he comes during the nighttime, while there's blackness on the earth, Jesus Christ will appear as lightning from the east to the west. Verse seven, then all those virgins arose and lit their lamps. The king Jacob's trimmed. They all all rose up and they started to light their lamps. Guess what? The ones with oil keep on burning. The ones that don't have oil go out immediately. Verse 8 And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. You cannot share your salvation with somebody else. Verse 9 says, The wise answered and said, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. Go rather to those who sell. Go to people who are evangelizing, telling people how to be born again and buy it for yourself. Of course, In Isaiah, it tells you, you buy without price. Accept Jesus as Lord and Savior for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went to meet him to the marriage, and then the door was shut. Does that sound familiar? It sounds like the ark that all the the animals went in. Noah went in, his family went in. The people are out there yelling, you stupid people. There's never been rain on the earth. This Lord's not going to do this. And they shut the door, and guess what? Water began to come out of the sky. And they were pounding on the door, let us in, let us in, but they couldn't get in. Verse 11, afterwards came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you do not know the day or the hour in which the son of man will come. Wow, that's so simple. It's so good. And this verse simply tells us again, on the earth will be international religion. We're talking about this. This is the woman on the back of the beast. This is the evil woman and a a cup filled with blood, the blood of the martyrs. And this religion on this earth will be all in the name of God, but it's gonna be killing Christians and killing Jews, which is anti the word of God. In other words, Satan will set himself up as a minister of light and have an international religion, an international monetary system, an international government, all these things. International business, all this owned by the leaders of the world. We're heading toward that time period. We can see it taking shape every single day. All I'm saying is there's coming a day. There's also going to be a worldwide international false religion with false prophets and false ministers, false doctrine, and people by the droves around the world will accept it. They can still get saved out of that by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This tells us, even though they're religious and they don't want God at all this, they come a time, they're going to have a chance at a 24 hour period to accept him as Lord and Savior. But again, even those that, are, that seemingly are nice people, sweet people, good people that are living under this false religion, they cannot come and offer that to the Lord. It takes the true new birth on the inside of you. And that's why we have five wise. And that's why we have five foolish. And notice who's removed off the earth. The wicked are removed off the earth. The believers are left on the earth and they come because they've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Look at verse 12 again. He answered and said, truly I say to you, I do not know you. This is what he will say to those in that day when they say, did we cast out devils in your name? I never knew you depart from me, you worker of iniquity, and they will have to. So verse 13 goes on to say, watch therefore you do not know the day or the hour in which the son of man will come. This again is brought out in my book on understanding the end times. When we come back after the break, we're gonna talk about the three stewards. But right now, I just want you to know, this is not something where I just pull this out of thin air. I've taught on this before. This is what some of the greatest scholars teach on this. And honestly, it's what makes sense. Here's something about this. This particular verses I'm talking about right here, the way I'm describing it is answered by so many people, and these so many people just run from one gamut to the other, denominations and backgrounds, but by studying the Word of God, we come up with this. So my book on Understand the End Times really puts it down so simple. That's why I called it Understanding the End Times, because I can take what is seemingly complicated and make it simple for you. That's the gift that I have of the Holy Spirit. This is not Bob doing this. It's the Holy Spirit in me revealing it, and you will be blessed by this book. In fact, I think once you buy it, you'll want some more to give to your friends because it simply takes in times and makes it so simple and makes it understandable. And that way that you too, will be in this world, not of the world, but in the world, but you can begin to see things happening around you because why you're wise on the inside. Understanding the word of God helps you to understand the time periods we are living in. And we are living this close to the coming of Jesus Christ for the church. And then seven years away from that, his coming to the earth to renovate the earth and usher in his thousand year millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will see you right after the break.
1: Understanding the end times, one of the most incredible and fascinating doctrines in the Word of God, will bring us comfort for the days in which we live. The Bible says we are to encourage and exhort one another with the knowledge of Jesus returning for His saints. In Understanding the End Times, Pastor Bob Yandian provides a thorough and exciting study to give you more revelation of these times in which we live. Topics include The Seven Dispensations, The Dispensation of the Mystery The Rapture of the Church The Judgment Seat of Christ Daniel's 70 Weeks The Temple Discourse The Tribulation The Second Coming The Millennial Reign of the Lord Jesus Christ To order Understanding the End Times, visit bobyandian.com Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Using straightforward vocabulary and down-to-earth examples, Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. This understanding will allow you to walk in more maturity and stability in your Christian life. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on partnership.
0: We're taking up the transition from Matthew chapter 24 into chapter 25, at the last of chapter 24 is the first of three parables. And the next two parables are found in chapter 25 at the opening of it. All three parables describing and amplifying the thing that came out at the end of chapter 24 as it was in the days of Noah, socially in the days of the coming of the son of man. And those two compared simply said this, in the days of Noah, unbelievers were removed and believers were left. At the rapture, believers are removed, unbelievers are left. But when Jesus Christ comes back, it's exactly the same thing on the earth that happened in the days of Noah, except for water. This time it will be handled by fire, we're described, and by the coming of the presence and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in the days when we're talking about here, where Jesus Christ comes back at the end of the millennium, unbelievers will be ruined, as it was in the days of Noah and believers will be left. Three parables describing this and the first began at the end of chapter 24, the faithful and wicked servant. The faithful were allowed to stay and go into the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, the wicked are removed. Then we went through the ten virgins in the first half of this broadcast, and in the ten virgins we have the same thing, is that the five wise were left on the earth and the five foolish were removed. In each case, the ones that are wise and the ones that are believers that are left on the earth will go into the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, have longevity restored to them, the curse will be removed off the earth, they will have children on this earth, but those children still have to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now we're getting to the area of the three stewards. The three stewards begins in verse 14, and here we have the story. It says in verse 14, now this is the last of the three parables, all describing conditions on the earth as it was in the days of Noah, so should be in the days of the coming of Son of Man. These two are parallel events. Verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man that traveled into a far country. In this particular parable, we're going to be taking up the fact that we're going to have differences of degrees of rewards for those who served the Lord, continued faithfully serving the Lord during the tribulation, and not going to be rewarded for that when the millennium begins. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered to them his goods. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, another to one, and to every man according to his several ability. The talents here represent the ability to evangelize. Some will give because of their giftings. Some will receive many to the Lord. Some will receive some to the Lord. And some will receive just a few to the Lord, if maybe one. And so again, it says, he gave five talents to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability. This has to do with giftings and immediately took his journey. Then he who had received the five talents went out and traded with them and made five talents more. It simply said the one who had the five talents went out and won people to the Lord. And he won for the five talents he had, he won five more to the Lord. And the next one, likewise, who had two, he gained two others. So he received and his reward when he got back will be this, is that one brought five people to the Lord, one brought two people to the Lord. This could go on. In fact, these may be just what we're talking about here is representative types of, and one might bring many, many to the Lord because he's gifted at soul winning. The other one who goes out not quite as gifted at soul winning, but still spreads the gospel, he brings the lesson. Then the last one, it says, likewise, who had received two gained two more, but he who had received the one went and dug in the earth and hid his Lord's money. This man did not receive received the lord he received the gospel being preached to him but he went out and dug in the ground and buried it did nothing with it and in verse 19 after a long time the lord of those servants came this is the return of the lord jesus christ at the battle of armageddon after the battles over all nations are brought before him and he deals with believers and unbelievers and removes the unbelievers from off the earth and leaves the believers in every case the wicked one is removed the rebellious one is removed or the one who rejected the gospel is removed. And so again, it says at verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and reckoned with them. This is their time of receiving rewards for what they done with it. The ones who were saved and won five to the Lord and to the Lord are going to receive rewards at that time, but the one that heard and then went buried into the ground, didn't even receive the Lord, went and buried it, and then didn't, didn't do anything with it, is going to be removed off the earth. So he who had received the five talents came and brought five talents, saying, "'Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained beside them five more talents.'" His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I want you to see what he said to him. Well done, good and faithful servant. He didn't say to him, well, you could have won more than that. No, he thanked him for what he had done. You won five people to the Lord. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you rule over many things. And so rulership on the earth will go to those who come through the time of the tribulation, enter the millennium, and they'll get to actually rule and reign with Jesus on the earth. We will have resurrection bodies. We too will rule and reign with Jesus on the earth, but the faithful ones who got born again and endured to the end, those that endure to the end of the tribulation will be spared, and they get to go into the reign and rulership with Jesus and serve with him. And that's why he said at the end of that scripture there, verse 21, enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 22, he who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Lord, I have gained two talents beside them. Notice what his Lord said. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I want you to notice something. The one that... Fought, said got five talents, the one that got two talents, the one that won five to the Lord, the one that won two to the Lord. He said exactly the same thing. He didn't say to the one with five, better done good and faithful servant, you would too. You've done okay, but this guy's really done a great job. No, he said to both of them exactly the same thing based on their ability to witness, based on their desire to witness. He simply said this, I'm rejoicing over the two that got saved as much as the five that got saved because why it only takes one for angels to rejoice in heaven over one sinner who repents. Verse 23, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things you <laughs> enter into the joy of the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Verse 24, then who he had received, the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you were a difficult man. God is not a difficult man, but he doesn't even know the nature of God. He thinks he's evil. He thinks he's hard. He says, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not planted. The point of it is that is true for sowing and reaping, but there's times sometimes you don't sow anything and God still blesses you. It comes back to the grace and mercy. See of God doesn't see God as merciful at all. Doesn't see God as generous at all. He just sees Him as an evil taskmaster. Does not understand the nature of God and says in verse twenty-five, "I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the." Notice this, not my talent, your talent. I took this message of yours and I went and buried it. I didn't even want it. Look there. Take what you have. Take it as yours. You can have it back. Even tried to give it back to the Lord. I was afraid. Wouldn't hid your talent, to the Then dug it up in here. Take it back. I never accepted you as Lord and Savior. His Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I have not planted. But you also should know this. You have known to put my money in the exchangers, the bank. And then at my coming, I would receive my own within. But you she know what he said? You could have accepted Jesus Christ for yourself and won nobody. You could have at least got born again. Again, and then that's like taking what I give to you and put it inside of yourself. And I can receive back a little bit of interest when I came. He says, verse 28, so take the talent from him. Give it to him who has the 10 talents for to everyone who has more will be given. And he that has abundance from him shall be taken even that which he already has and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What do we have here? The righteous are left the unrighteous are removed. In all three parables, the same thing, comparing the days of Noah to the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, with these three parables in a row, we now go to the application of those parables. Here's what Jesus will do. In verse 31, down to the end of this chapter, we simply have this. This is the actual event that's going to happen. Up until now, we've had three parables speaking about it. Now, Jesus is gonna come back and sit down before every nation, and he's gonna separate the believers from the unbelievers. The believers will be on his right hand, the unbelievers on his left hand, the believers will be rewarded. The unbelievers will be cast into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Where did we get all this? As it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And he's simply saying there's gonna be those that you know existed on the earth and rejected Jesus. Those that were evil on this earth and rejected Jesus. But the common denominator is they all rejected Jesus. They're gonna be put on his left hand called goats. Those that accepted Jesus Christ on the right hand will be called sheep. And he's gonna to say to those on the right hand and those of the left hand and then separate the two. And in each case, as with the three parables, the evil were removed. As in the days of Noah, the evil was removed. He's gonna do the same thing. And he's gonna take the unbelievers and remove them off the earth. Verse 31, when the son of man will come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory and in front of him, all nations will be gathered. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd, that's Jesus, divides his sheep, that's believers, from the goats, unbelievers. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left hand. Then will the king say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then shall the righteous, notice this, those on the right hand are called the righteous. The righteous shall answer him, say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you, or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you as a stranger and took you in or naked and we clothed you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? And the king will answer say to them, truly I say to you, inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these my brothers, you've done it unto me. What he's saying here is he's not saying these acts saved them. These acts were outward proof that they had accepted him in their heart. And then again, he's going to say this to them and that they can stay on the earth. And in verse 41, he's going to talk to the unbelievers. Then will he say to those on his left hand, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food, I was thirsty, you gave me no drink, I was a stranger, you did not take me in naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick in prison, but did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, Truly I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal." What are we coming back to? As it was in the days of Noah, In this case, we had those who accepted the Lord did not, and they're called sheep that accept the Lord, goats that reject the Lord. And in each case, as it was in the three parables, the unbelievers are removed and cast into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth into everlasting punishment. But the righteous will go into life eternal. The life eternal for them is gonna start with the millennial reign of Jesus Christ and they will rule and reign with him forever and forever. When we come back, we'll talk more about this and we'll see you next time.